Coming up on this week's episode, we began by naming cities and states, a history of game show scandals, and the plurality of Ruth's Chris. Then we get into the week's tech news, including all the details around the new Xbox Series X. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 262, recorded December 16th, 2019. X marks the obelisk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and who else would it be but you? I am Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by a couple of guys who are fired up and jazzed to be here. A couple of guys who have two thumbs way up. Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. What's up, everyone? Monday night, baby. Monday, Monday, Monday. You could be watching, uh, I think, Monday Night Football is a thing, right? That's the thing that people watch? Yes, actually, uh, literally moments ago, Drew Brees threw his 540th touchdown pass to become number one all-time in league history, most touchdown passes thrown. Drew Drew Brees. Yes. Do, Do either of you know who he passed, who was previously on the number one list? Mark McGuire. Is it Tom Brady? Kind of close. And actually, Tom Brady is now third on the list, but only by like one or two touchdowns. So they're kind of racing there. Mm. But no, the old front runner was Peyton Manning. Ooh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Panning. Yes. So I did a lot of cheesy commercials. And still does. Good for him. That's true. Yeah. I would do cheesy commercials if someone would pay me for it. Like no one ever talks about how like even outside of commercials, he was like, really good friends with the Papa John's guy. <laughs> really? Like, they, like, really? They like, like, the I think newly he, infamous Papa John's guy with his sweaty, uh, interview, the insane one. I think he owns like a bump, a bunch of Papa John's franchises or something. Like he was really in Is with the Papa plural John. of Papa of a bunch of Papa John's restaurant, Papa's John's or, or, or what? I like, I like that. Papa's John's. Right, Cause Papa John's like, you can't do Papa John's is that would just, sound weird like the singular pop of a papa john's restaurant is still papa john's it still has an s on the end but is it kind of like that weird ruth's christ's thing ruth's christ's steakhouse yeah do you know why it's called ruth's chris ruth's chris yes because it's ruth's chris who's making all these steaks and he's sort of wholly owned like an indentured servitude kind of situation it's a good guess, but unfortunately, no. Uh, it was originally Chris's Steakhouse, and a woman named Ruth bought it, and his only condition of selling it was they couldn't take Chris out of the name, so it became Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. <laughs> That's 100% true. Huh. That's a fun fact, Sean. Wow. I'm I had fun learning, learning that fact. I'm full of them. Tell all your friends. I will. I'm going <laughs> to tell them all about Ruth's Ruth's. Guys, guys, get over here. Get over here. I want to talk about Ruth's Chris. <laughs> You're never going to believe You're this. Never gonna, I, I heard the craziest well, thing online. So previously, was it Chris's Steakhouse or was it always just Chris Steakhouse? That I got to double check. Because that's the thing. If it was Ruth's Chris's Steakhouse, that would make that. Would, it, I would have guessed that a lot sooner, you know? Yeah, I it was, come it, to... yeah, it was Chris. Three words. Chris Steakhouse. Chris I'm, Founded by New Orleans entrepreneur Chris Matlitch in 1927. Oh. That's weird. Have you guys ever been to one of those? No, too fancy. 
think so. I've been to a Capitol Grill, which I'm told is equivalent. Yeah, I oh, feel they like have those in New York. They have those yeah. everywhere now. Right. I always thought the Capitol Grill, there was just one in every capital. Because there was one in Providence. Oh. But no. I knew there were others. That's But no. like there's a there's at least two in Boston. No, there's one in Houston, and that's not the capital. Hmm. What's the capital of Texas? Dallas? Austin. Austin, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Dallas, Texas Weird. feels like it has the... I guess California has this too, but... Even California, I feel like... There are... No other state has as many recognizable cities as Texas. To anyone else in the United States. Like, I feel like almost anyone in the United States could name three cities in Texas. Ooh. This sets us up for a perfect don't panic challenge. Okay. Colby versus Dan. Here we go. Okay. Which one of you wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, Dan. We're going to see how many cities in California you can name. Okay. And we're going to see how many cities in Texas Colby can name. (laughs) And we'll see who can get the highest number. Oh, my God. But... This is awesome. To make it fair and so it doesn't go on forever, you're going to have, we'll say, 90 seconds to name as okay. many as you can. So there's a speed element. Okay. Okay. Dan, since you volunteered, you're going to get to go first. We're looking for cities in California. Sausalito. One. Now, do I just keep going? Yeah, just keep going. Oh, Temecula. Well, we'll I'll start the clock over because you didn't get the rules. <laughs> no, it's how many you can name in 90 seconds. Temecula. Okay. So that's two. Anaheim. Three. Los Angeles. Four. San Diego. Five. Uh, San Jose. Six. Uh, San Francisco. Seven. Uh, Redwood City. Eight. Um, Oakland. Nine. Uh, pfft, said Redwood City. Bakersfield. There, there you go. That's another one. That's ten. Um, hmm. you're, you're only halfway through your time. Only halfway too many times. I got all the time in the world. I got all the time in the world. Uh, Norwalk. Okay, that's 11. Uh, Irvine. Uh, 12. Um, you got 10 seconds. Tick, 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 tick. Three, two, one. Stop. We also would have accepted uh, Irvine, Long Beach. I said oh, you, you did say Irvine. That's right. Long Beach, Burbank. Um, oh, Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Santa all the nice places. There are so all Marina the tech Del places. You got Palo Alto. Cupertino. You got, you got Menlo yeah. Park. I was see. My problem was just so the listeners know, I'm three drinks in. So my strategy was I'm going to name all the hard ones first, and then towards the end I can pick up the easy ones. But then I lost my train of thought, and I couldn't pick up the easy ones later on. You kind of imploded. But that's okay, because I still think 12 is a solid number that Colby's – it's going to be tough to beat. But in cities in Texas? Yep. <laughs> yep. This is it. But this was the challenge, right? Which has more recognizable cities? So we're going to find out, Colby. It's all on you. We're looking for you to – 12 to tie, 13 to win. You've got 60 seconds, and the clock starts now. All right. I'm going to try all the easy ones. So we got Dallas. We got Austin. We got Houston. Yeah, that's three. We got Fort Fort Worth. Yep. Uh, we got 
El Paso. Yeah, that's five. Waco. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Honestly, this might be the end of my Texas cities. Uh, You're at six. (laughs) You got uh, Texas toast. Toast. Toast town. Um, No, not a thing. Galveston. Oh, Galveston. Galveston. That's seven. Yeah. Um. (laughs) uh, Come on. Just five more. You got 10 seconds. I know, but I I know zero more. Did I name all the big ones? Uh, I think you did. I'm sure there are other good size ones. But dude, dude, ba- Dallas and Fort. Did you say Fort Worth, Colby? He did. Yeah. yeah. Did. Okay, mm-hmm. that's your time. Uh, How did you feel about your performance? I mean, not great, but <laughs> you I tried. I would have done way better on California. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. We also would have accepted Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi. Plano, Arlington, Laredo, Lubbock, Garland. Laredo. They also oh, have an Irving Lubbock. there. Grand Prairie, Frisco, Texas City, Midland. You actually named Waco, which is the twenty-fifth largest city, and left a whole bunch out there. So good attempt. Lubbock is a city in Northwest Texas, known as the birthplace of rock and roll legend Buddy Holly, who I have never heard of before. You've never heard of Buddy Holly? No, I've never heard of Buddy Holly. We gotta get you out. Haven't you heard that Weezer song? No, I, ha- I probably haven't heard that Weezer song. <laughs> okay. Buddy Holly. This is crazy. Dan, Yes. Merlin and John have absolutely mentioned Buddy Holly. Yeah, but when they talk about that stuff, I have no idea what they're talking about. I just kind of zone out. I'm like, <sighs> insert 45 minutes of rock and roll talk, <laughs> roll credits. I think that means guy. you have homework to do. You, you, I do. I have so much homework. You have no idea. Look at this guy. This guy looks like this guy looks like a a nerd. He looks like a total nerd. Yeah, that was the style back then. Look, Dan. I know you're out there listening to your Billy Ellish and your Lizzo and whatever's cool now. But you know, Buddy Holly used to be a thing. <laughs> back in the day, gospel music. This guy doesn't look like a gospel music kind of guy. He That's, died at the age of 22? Yes, famously, the night music died. That was the night music died? Yes, when the when the plane went down with Big Bopper, Buddy Holly, and uh, the other Big guy. Bopper. Wait, Big Bopper. <laughs> Big Bopper. Died in a plane crash. Is that? Am I confusing him with someone else? Oh, yeah, the day the music oh, died. Know. Big Bopper, J.B. Richardson. And Richie Valens was in that plane crash as well. Famously commemorated in the song American Pie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say that Big Bopper looks like way less of a nerd than Buddy Holly does. <laughs> Big Bopper. Look at look at this. Big Bopper looks like, he kind of looks like Travis Kalanick. He looks like the Uber CEO, formerly. <laughs> Ooh, I like how square his haircut is. Right? It's very He's, he's staunch. It was a look. It was a look. <laughs> Big bopper. I mean, he does does seem like a big bopper. Certainly not a small bopper. No. And with that, nobody's listening anymore. Okay. <laughs> Good. Now that we've scared them all away. Wait. Did it? Oh, okay. Never. We don't have to keep talking about this. <laughs> wow. Who knew? I didn't know Buddy Holly died in a plane. I mean, I knew he died. Yes. Can you name any other famous musicians who died in a plane crash? 
Harrison Ford almost died in a plane crash. And ready? Let's let's do another Don't Panic Challenge where Colby yeah. tries to do, 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 do. as many musicians as he can who's died in a plane crash and Dan names musicians who died in cars. <laughs> no, it's 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 unnecessary because I don't know any. I don't know any died in cars either, but I'm, if you said died by drug overdose, then now we're talking. Right. Well, a healthy chunk of Leonard Skinner famously died in a plane crash. Otis Redding, Stevie Ray Vaughan, what? J- Jim Croce, one of my personal favorites. John Denver. John Denver. Yes. I thought he was still alive. No, he died in 1997. In a plane he himself was piloting. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a whole other subgenre. Is is like which celebrities have died in planes that they themselves were piloting? Which does lead me into a bit of a segue because I do have to ask you guys, as people who work in uh, industries where. Uh, people tend to have too much money. Um, am I the only one who's noticed that white guy, like rich, middle-aged white guy hobbies went from sports cars to fancy boats to flying? Uh, no. No, okay. that's that's correct. Okay. Wait, am I correct or you're saying no? No, no I, th- I think I agree with you. Okay. And I think it went there a long time ago. Okay. I think it went there like... 10, 15 years ago. Oh, okay. Because suddenly, like, every successful near-retirement guy I know has learned how to fly a plane and is planning to buy one. Harrison Ford. That dude at my work who just talks about flying all the time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that that dude that from the story that my boss tells where he tried to sell him a plane that uh, he was supposed to sell to a, a Saudi prince, but, quote, not one of the rich ones. <laughs> That's embarrassing. And the funny thing is that, that that not very rich Saudi prince is richer than any of us will ever be. In this plane, it wasn't a Cessna. It was a 747. Nice. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those little twin prop flyers. Anyways, so yes, that's that's a thing. Uh, yeah. I feel like f- at least four people I used to work with at Facebook now f- fly planes. Whoa. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Do they still work at Facebook or are they just plane flyers now? No, I think like they fly planes as a hobby. Got it. Do they yeah. own planes? I have lots of questions. I'm pretty sure at least one of them had purchased a plane like while I was still working there. Wow. Would you ever want to purchase a plane, Colby? No. I don't think so. I mean, sure. unless I unless I literally had so much money, I didn't know what to do with it. But I would right. not fly it myself. But why wouldn't you just pay somebody to fly it? Like that's oh, well, that was going to be my next question. It was like, would you ever want to fly a plane? Would you ever want to learn? Would you ever want to pull a Colin and learn to fly a plane? Not really. Okay. Would you ever let Colin fly a plane with you in it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> would you ever okay never mind Wait. yeah keep asking us hypotheticals this is great okay would you ever let me fly you in a plane fully but today uh, with like no right train <laughs> sight unseen you don't trust I'm not Dan tell you, I'm not going to tell you whether I have any training or not <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely assume he has aircraft training What's the what's the payoff? Like where where are we going in the plane? 
Well, I feel like the classic is we're just going somewhere that you can get to by car. We're going to go their way. <laughs> no, he's going. He, he's going to. We s- die in a tragic celebrity plane uh, plane incident. Right. Like that's, that's the move. Pull pull ourselves yeah. a Bobby Kennedy and. Oh, Peter Tamarkin also died in a plane crash. Who's that? You don't know who Peter Tamarkin is? No. Do you is ever leave like, your house? Is that like Grand Moff Tarkin from Star Wars? No, <laughs> better. Okay. Peter Tamarkin, famed game show host, hosted the original run of Press Your Luck and died in a plane crash he was piloting. What was the game show Press Your Luck? You've never seen Press Your Luck? No. Oh, my God. Dan, let's take a minute to talk about Press Your Luck, one of my favorite game shows of all time. Okay. It came out in the 80s, and the way it worked is there was a board, or was, and these were old CRT monitors because it was back in the old days, and they had a bunch of them in a square, and the, the each one would have a picture of a prize on it, and then it would go do, 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 and it would like jump around the different monitors and then you would slam a button and then wherever it was when you slammed the button it would stop and you'd get that prize. So it was kind of random ish. And you'd go, uh-huh. do, so do, it was, do, it was do, like do, a, do, a, a slot machine on live TV. Exactly. Except while many of the spaces were prizes and cash, some of the spaces were a whammy. And if you landed on the whammy, you lost everything you had won up to that point. Is that where no whammies comes from? That's, ex- that's what they would say in the show. Go, do, 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 do. no whammies, no whammies, no whammies, stop. And then they'd slam the button and then it would freeze on the thing. Wow. It's an amazing game. Show. That. And they have full length episodes on Amazon Prime. So you can go watch. I have watched old 80s Pressure Locks <laughs> hosted by Peter Tamarkin. It's it's kind of amazing. And the other thing I will tell you <laughs> about Pressure. I'm sorry. I'm, I really enjoy Pressure Lock. The other thing I will tell you is that Pressure Luck was home of one of the most infamous game show scandals of all time, where a gentleman, and I don't remember his name, but a gentleman figured out that the board, this was before computers, the board only had so many patterns. And so what the dude did is he he, uh, videotaped the show at home and would actually freeze frame it. And he noticed the pattern. He actually got on the show and he racked up. This was a show where, like, if you won that day, you'd win, like, maybe $10,000. He racked up over $120,000 in a single episode and just kept going and going. They actually had to extend it to a second day. He just kept going and going. And he actually beat the show out of all its money. They had to change the board and make sure it was more random after that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that is a fun fact. Yeah. Yep. I'm learning so much. Yeah. I, I truly am a fountain of useless knowledge. <laughs> That's really funny. Did he he won the money, right? Like, yeah, they had to give they, it to him. But but they 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 did a big. Um, let me see if I can look at his name. Uh, they had like a big investigation to make sure it wasn't like a like you know someone working on the show had cheated. Um, mm. Michael Larson, that was his name. He was a self-employed ice cream truck driver. Oh my God! And he won a total of one hundred ten thousand dollars in cash and prizes. The record for most money in cash and prizes won by a contestant in a single appearance on a daytime network game show of all time. And that okay. record stood until two thousand six. Wow! Well, yep. Who beat him? Uh, why that would be Vicky Ann, who won one hundred forty-seven thousand dollars in cash and prizes on The Price Is Right. Classic show. I've heard of that one. Sometime I'll tell you about the Price is Right semi-scandal. Uh-huh. Which I can just tell you right now. Um, yes. I don't remember if there was a couple who also figured out that the Price is Right was just using the same prizes over and over again. 
you know, like over a long period of time, but they taped and like did an Excel sheet of every prize and what the value was. And they memorized them, got on the show, got all the way to the showcase showdown at the end and guess. And this is what gets weird is they actually knew the first two digits. So like 26,000, they knew the 26 and for the final three digits, they actually just guessed their bank pin. The, the, the first three digits of their bank pin just to pick a random number and they hit it exactly on the mark. Had never been done before. To the dollar. The show immediately <laughs> shut down taping and assumed somebody had leaked something and something went horribly wrong. And it, and they, huh. it turns out they uh, Drew Carey famously was quoted as saying, that was the day I thought I lost my job. Because they assumed like something had really gone wrong. No, it, they ended up winning the prizes and the show has now gotten better about rotating in new prizes and playing <laughs> with the pricing and things. But they actually knew every single price of every object that was going to be on the show. That's, That's crazy. Now, I would read this book, The History of Game Show Mishaps. Mm, yes. That would be... Maybe this is your calling, Sean. I, lo- I, I love game shows, and I love when things go very wrong on them. Game, game shows are... I mean, they honestly were such a massive part of television history. In the early days of television, game shows really paved the way for television. They, they, they were the most popular things on TV back in the day. So, hmm. and they've come back recently, which has been really great. They're, they're pressure luck. They have a new one that you can watch on ABC. Oh. Elizabeth Banks hosts it. Ooh. Is that from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Elizabeth Banks? <laughs> no, no, that would be funny, though. No, actress Elizabeth Banks from uh, oh. Pitch Perfect and um other she's in things she's in things she's in oh she's in and she writes direct i believe she wrote and directed the new charlie's angels movie i believe or at least directed Mm -hmm. it nice yeah so that's some stuff that's some stuff that's some stuff yeah wow (laughs) that's some stuff too Yes, stop it. By the way, my cat's been chewing my AirPods case Uh and knocking it off of things. Just the AirPods case. He'll just knock it off the counter. Did one one of you get the AirPods Pro? Are you the AirPods AirPods Pro? Pro? Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. It's, uh, I didn't realize, I wasn't expecting to really like it because I don't typically like those, those in-ear headphones. But having noise-canceling headphones, coming from regular AirPods, having noise-canceling headphones on public transit is really mm. nice. Yeah. There is a lot of noise on, on that public transit. Yeah. Especially that's when you're true. waiting in the station and all these trains have to pass before your train shows up. Like, that's that's nice. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. You know, I have a phobia of noise-canceling stuff in public places because I'm like I understand af- afraid I'm going to miss something or something's going to happen. As someone who takes a train that regularly goes express from from uh, my stop to Coney Island, I am extremely careful to not miss any announcements. Uh, and mm-hmm. so that is the nice thing about the transparency mode and the fact that I don't know if they talked about this when they announced them, but if you you know how with the regular AirPods you take one out and they like pause. Yeah. You do this with these AirPods, it not only pauses it, it also puts it in transparency mode. So oh. your hearing is actually augmented in that ear, That's uh, which is, yeah, pretty dope. So 
I, I feel you, Sean. It has it has uh, mitigations in place. Is, uh, is the case still, like, wool? Does it still fit in your pocket? I can get you both of them to compare. They is almost the same size. Like, if you take the AirPods case, like, if you put it this way, it looks mm. really fat. Like, yeah. If you take it this way, it's just a little bit wider than the other one is wide, if you, like, reorient it mm. from, like, the horizontal to horizontal to vertical. So you make the AirPods Pro case tall. Yeah. It's not yeah, it's not that much bigger. Cool. It's more like a different shape. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. The 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 beats have been very annoying recently, so Oh no. Just a shame cuz they cost the same. <laughs> that is a shame. Yeah. So is anyone taking the uh Mac Pro challenge? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm putting it on the Don't Panic Company card. Yeah. You get oh, the, boy. You getting the 50 grand version? Why would you get anything less? Dan, I, I, have get... to, I have to have eight continuous 8K streams at the same time. <laughs> yeah, Sean's Nothing less pro, would be a joke. Man. Sean is a pro. Like, a... Honestly, Sean would use that computer more than we would, Colby. Probably. Dan, I've been begging my company just to get me a regular MacBook. Like, the regular one. Didn't, at one point, didn't you have a Mac Pro at work? Am I remembering that correctly? No. No, no I've always had just, I- just a regular iMac. An iMac. Which has worked great, actually. I've been, I, that, you know, it's the first Mac I've kind of used full time, and I've been very satisfied with it. You have the iMac? Yes. Yeah, I lo- the iMac is so good. Honestly, and I do, like, I edit video and stuff on it, and it, it works great. Nice. Did you have a Mac Pro at home at one point? Where am I, I getting this from? My, uh, my friend in yours, Joe Spagnuolo, uh, gave me a Mac Pro he picked up from Marist IT that I, I screwed around with for a little while and then realized it wasn't worth the hassle, and I gave it back to him. So okay. That was maybe, like, six months I had it. Okay. But I couldn't. I couldn't figure out what to do with it because he's like, you want it? And I go, okay. And then I was like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Our friend and <laughs> yours. Good man. Now engaged. Best there you go. Yep. We're rooting for him. There you go. <laughs> Why not? For him. We're rooting for you, buddy. Hang in there. Fight the good fight. Um, <laughs> anything else going on guys? I've made no progress on my smart home stuff, so I have nothing to report. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Colby, I will say that that, like, home kit location automation stuff, it wasn't working like that first day I had it set up, and then it started working magically, and now it hasn't been working again. Oh, darn. See, I feel like that same thing happened to me where, like, the first time it was supposed to do it, it didn't do it. And then every time since then, it's done. It. I think I think there's something wrong. But now I'm starting to understand that, like, you really want some sort of diagnostic information out of these things. Like, hey, uh, <clears throat> you know that I'm home right now, phone. So can I, I can I enter some like diagnostic mode, or I'm like, hey, why why didn't you why didn't you think I was home when I got home an hour ago? Mm. Uh, but no, there's no, there's no such affordance that I know. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best you can do is like, you can have it like 
show a notification on your phone. Oh. When the thing oh. happens. That's a good idea. Yeah. Have you used this for debugging? HomeKit stuff? Well, I haven't had to do too much debugging, but it is like a helpful uh, helpful clue. That so you've thing. thought about it, but you haven't done it. Okay. Right, right. Because <laughs> like some, some of the automations by default are like the default option is like either it asks you before it runs or like it prompts you when it ran. Right. Yeah. Well, anyways, that's all I've got. I, nothing else has really happened. I did. I will mention very briefly. I mentioned on the show that I picked up the Lenovo smart clock. Oh, on yeah. Black Friday. Yeah. Did it come? It did. And I've had it for a little while. It's. So if you guys ever use like a the Google Home Mini, just a little puck. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like that if it had a clock on it. Like it really doesn't do anything more than that. I guess it's got a little better speaker in it, but the screen is really too small and Google, it, it doesn't like show interesting things on it. It's mm. really just a clock Google speaker. So it's fine. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend you buy one. Fair. Now, Sean, did you buy the hoobs? I did not buy the hoobs. I did not. I, to- I totally that totally left. I'm not allowed to buy any more smart home stuff, Dan. I told you. I just uh, <laughs> just can't. But you know what I did do? I took the Lenovo smart clock out of my bedroom, took my Echo Show 5, which is the 5-inch display Echo, put it in the bedroom, and I okay. love it because now what I like about the Amazon stuff over the Google stuff is the Amazon routines you can set up work way better. And they're really easy to set up. So I set up a good morning routine where at 7 a.m. every day, the Alexa, it kicks on. My lights start to dim up slowly to 50%. And she goes, good morning, says some generic fun fact, tells me the weather. Then I have it set up to play both my local news because my local news station has a skill and play national news. And then it starts to play my Pandora station. All automatically every day at 7 a.m. Nifty. It's great. It is, it's genuinely a shockingly good way to wake up. That's what. So the thing that I got jeeped up about the shortcut stuff for was like. You can do a shortcut when you turn off an alarm. Mm. Oh, so I'm in a shortcut. you might. I think you can also do it when you snooze an alarm. Um, which could be interesting, but I, so I made a shortcut that when I turn off my alarm, it like turns on the lights in my bedroom and like starts playing a podcast over my airplays, uh, to wake me up. Not quite as involved as yours, Sean, but no, it's the same effect. That's pretty cool. Neither did I, which is why I got so jeeped up about it. I was getting cheaped up over all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And there are a bunch of other interesting triggers too. Like the, um, you can do one, like you can do things when you connect to certain Wi-Fi networks. Uh, see Dan, that would things. be that you could use that for when you get home. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking that maybe that would be more reliable. Yeah. But then you again, can... it never really explains how it knows when you're home. It's just like, Oh, when you're home, like maybe it is using that. 
Hmm. Yeah. Um, you can, what else is there? You can do it when you connect to certain Bluetooth devices. Um, okay, that's, okay. <sighs> yeah. We've you blown his mind. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed kind of cool. There was there was another really random one that uh, I, I don't know. But in any case, I was pretty surprised. I was expecting like crappy geofences, and that that's all. Cool. All right, we'll yeah. have to keep working on those and report back our findings. Working on it. <laughs> but in the meantime, we're gonna swing on over to some tech news, and we've got some stuff here in the rundown. From all the major big players in the tech space, guys, what's our number one story this week? Where are we going to begin? It's a lot of stuff here. It's it's not too bad, especially for right before the holidays. Uh, we, can we talk about the new Xbox thing? Because I, I saw this come through and I didn't read anything about it. Yeah, I mean, there's not really a ton of details, but we can certainly begin. Uh, what was announced this past week was uh, two things. The name... And the design. Outside of that, we still don't know very much in terms of the technical uh, or the price or anything like that. It is coming holiday 2020, and it will be the Xbox Series X. Uh, will be the Xbox name. Xbox Series X. Yeah, if you're wondering, like I am, are they paid by the X? The answer is, it looks like it. <laughs> uh, um, are you sure, Sean, are you sure it's not the Xbox Series 10? You just blew my mind. Oh my the god! The ten box series ten. <laughs> the the ten bow ten. Ten bow ten. Yeah. <laughs> series. No, but it should be the ten bow ten series X. Yes. Really, just to mess with you. That's great. That is a very good question. I haven't seen it written out anywhere. The only reason I would think it's X is because right now it's the Xbox One X. Is the um the current model? So I'm gonna. But I do like that idea that they do it as ten. Um, as you can see from the design, there was uh, a lot of funny internet jokes going around about its sort of rectangular, tall, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, the obelisk-style design uh, of the new case. Uh, it, it will include a custom-designed CPU, uh, NVMe SSDs, which are faster. Uh, it'll support 8K gaming, frame rates of up to 120 frames per second, uh, ray tracing, and variable refresh rate support. Um, they say it is, while the current Xbox One X is six teraflops of GPU performance capable, the Xbox Series X will be capable of 12 teraflops. That's twice as many teraflops. How many nits of brightness does it have? Uh, <laughs> it's got it's got 38,000 unique points of brightness. Um, <laughs> and, and it's got a contrast ratio of 3 billion to 1. Wow, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot. That's a that's a big ratio yeah you have to wear special glasses or it'll just burn your retinas right off uh, it, it will also include auto low latency mode and dynamic latency input now i'm just reading stuff huh. that seems cool uh you know what would be fun <clears throat> i was just thinking because this reminds me a lot of the gamecube uh design yes that everyone made fun of at the time and i guess everyone's still making fun of this it could be fun to do uh how to phrase this to do sort of throwback reviews of old gadgets. Oh, sure. Like the GameCube, like the Zune, the original iPod. Anyways, that's cool. just the thought I had. 
Maybe for a future Don't Panic challenge. The Zune was great. Challenge, use a Zune. I miss my Zune. Um, so what do you guys think of the design on this thing? It looks kind of cool, but it wouldn't, is it going to fit in cabinets? Well, you know, two, well, two things. One, it can be laid on its side. Oh, but the other thing is I saw a lot of people online saying that, but it's like, who still has a media cabinet? Do people still have media cabinets that, that, that like aren't flexible enough for you to fit this in? Well, oh, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> I, I go over people's houses all the time. It's not like they have a media cabinet, <laughs> but they have a lot of shit going on. That's true. Right? So it's convenient to be able to stack your stuff. You might not stack it. I think a lot of people have a lot of stuff, and not everyone stacks it. But everyone should be stacking their stuff. Does that make any sense? Yeah, but this it's, seems very stackable in, in a uh, Tetris sort of way. Yeah, especially because you can put it on its side. I was just going to say that none of these form factors, like, remember the, the PlayStation 2? Was the PlayStation 2 the one that you're supposed to be able to put on its side or or flat? Yes. Did you know anyone who put it on its side? You put it on its side. My family did. Oh, wow. Because it was always so convenient to just put it with the VCR and all in your DVD player or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then later on your cable box that I, I never did it. But hmm. my, my other, do you think, so if we can, uh, so Don't Panic has been here for the this entire console generation. I don't know if, you know, Gosh, you realize sad. that. We were here when the PS4 and the Xbox One came out. That's we true. Wow. And remember that whole thing about the like, the third the rentals and the like selling the game and you couldn't sell a game on the xbox because it was like going to be region lock at some point or or not always online always online like all this stuff and then they eventually went back on it but it, it seemed like it never recovered and it seemed like the xbox as someone who's never had one just got this reputation of this isn't a console for playing games this is a console for like they don't care about playing games they do other stuff and honestly, back in the time, I thought that that was a better strategy. It's like, oh yeah, Xbox is like your uh, home entertainment center, and it and it does plays your games, and it does your streaming, and it plays the movies, and and it has all these other applications. It does the Skype thing. Like that seemed plausible to me, but it seems like the market bore out circa 2014 that like no people just want to play games. Well, Maybe it has a Netflix app. Do you well, think that's... Is that a correct postmortem of what happened there? I think one of the interesting features of the of the Xbox when it launched was, uh, was an oh, HDMI pass-through. right? Yes, yeah, and it had a yeah, TV yeah. guide and stuff. That, I think, was more the mistake. Look at a company like Roku, right? They're doing gangbusters, and they're out there selling a lot of things that just play other things. Yeah. And, and there's no reason why an Xbox couldn't also be that. So I think there is a sure. middle ground. But I, I think that the mistake they made was it wasn't games first. And they lost a lot of ground in terms of original titles and a lot of the good stuff was coming out on PlayStation and a lot more independent stuff coming out on PlayStation. I think you're right. I, I, I do think it was a, a miss on not being more games focused, but I think they also could have kept the entertainment stuff going too. Yes. I, I think that any 
console, <clears throat> looking at you, Nintendo Switch, although there is Hulu on it, but any console should be able to play all of those people who want to be on every platform, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Prime has shown to be this way. They should be on every game console. Anything that yeah. goes up to TV should have those things. And, and if they don't, if, if your product doesn't have those things, it's not Hulu's fault and it's not Amazon's fault. It's probably your fault. Yeah, you, you have the money and the resources to get it done. Yeah, and you probably didn't make it easy enough. Like, I'm sure Apple didn't go out and seek out some of these, but they probably did. But at the same time, it's easy enough to make an Apple TV app that doesn't matter. Uh, anyways, I'm curious. Do you, do you think the Xbox One will like be this more games-focused thing? And do you think the landscape has changed since 2014 such that that they might overcorrect and have like a missed opportunity here? Because like the overton window of what people are comfortable in 2014 there was no i don't was there hbo now or was it still just hbo go oh like, no there was no disney plus that like very few of like I the Hulu TV. Really, i don't even think there were streaming apps on it i could be wrong i don't seem to remember that being a major feature maybe there weren't but streaming as like the primary way of consuming media was not so much a thing in 2014 whereas now it's like every major cbs disney all these companies streaming is much more a mainstream thing of like oh yeah i get the disney plus app that's how i watch this show mm. in 2014 I mean, it was like oh house of cards wow how innovative yeah i mean i definitely had netflix on my 360 like that was how i watched netflix on the tv um I feel like the the problem, maybe it's not a problem, but like no one's gonna buy a game con like a five hundred dollar game console to to stream Netflix, right? Like you could buy a forty dollar Roku thing and mm-hmm. stream Netflix just the same. But if you're buying a game console to play games, like if it was good, if if the TV stuff was good, I would use that. And I think this is something that maybe Xbox read too much into the success of the PS3 on, where they were like, oh, the PS3... Like, one of the reasons the PS3 was successful was because it was one of the cheapest ways early on to watch Blu-rays. Like, that's true. 100%. Uh, Which, at whatever it was, $500, $600 at the time, like, that's crazy. But that's how much a Blu-ray player cost. Yeah. that that isn't so much a thing now. I don't think. Maybe like some of the three D HDR stuff, but that's more about the TV and less about the Blu Ray player. I don't know. I but I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. that's something they made a mistake on. It was reading too much into that success and thinking like this means that game consoles are the the new DVD player. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I you know I think when we look forward to this next generation PlayStation Five, Xbox Series X. We kind of know at least how the companies are positioning them, which is performance. I mean, that that is absolutely yeah. what they're selling these on. It's technology, it's ray tracing, and it's low latency, and it's teraflops and all this crazy stuff. Mm, and teraflops. I do think... Delicious teraflops. Uh, and no, they're going to be leading Come into... down to the teraflop house. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be leading on 4K. They're going to be leading on 120 frame rate. They're going to be... It's going to be we make the best looking, performing games, full stop. Mm. And that's that, because I think the games part, when you start to look at things like Xbox Game Pass and some games are becoming a little bit more commoditized, a little more subscription-y, where, you know, you're not a lot more cross-performance or cross-play, right? 
like the new modern warfare i think is um cross play between everything and mm. I, I think i think you're gonna i think the reasons people like you said dan i think the playstation 3 you bought because of the sort of media stuff playstation 4 you bought because they had really great games and i think the playstation 5 or the xbox you'll buy is because it'll perform better than its competitor uh-huh. at least that's how these companies are positioning it now is that the right. reality that's I what they know. want you to compare right. them to. yeah see i feel like i'm stuck in sony forever now because i bought all the dumb games from their well, stupid digital too. store and it's where your friends are right <laughs> yes. yeah but that, again, that's yeah. where do the subscriptions fundamentally change that, right? Because I, just as a fun fact, I was curious. I signed up for Xbox Game Pass on my PC because I'm like, oh, shit, that's right. I can do that. And it's like $5 a month. I said, I'll try it. I downloaded. I came this close to playing Outer Worlds. I didn't, but I almost uh. did. I downloaded all like 70 gigabytes of it. And so it's <laughs> so it's ready to go. I, I did play Forza, Forza, and it looked great and performed excellently on my computer so you know to, to me as a light gamer i'm not gonna go buy or maybe i'll buy it initially but i'm not gonna buy like 60 dollars games all the time so i think it, I, i'm very curious how that changes the landscape i i feel like we could do a whole don't panic episode on this oh sure uh i want to talk to colby about the i was reading this retrospective on one of those like all these different outlets have the decade retrospective which we have been here for most of as a show. Yikes. And I know. And one of the things they were talking about was PlayStation Now and, and how, like, at the time, and I think this was 2014, 2015, it was like, oh, PlayStation Now, that's the future of uh, streaming video games. And, like, that's how everything's going to go. And then it didn't happen. And then Stadia happened. And, and we had all the same hopes. And it, it still doesn't seem like it's happening. But... And I want to talk to Colby about that at some point because he was in on live, but uh, yeah, we are we're running low on time, and I forgot that I had a technology experience that is relevant to this conversation. I should discuss super, <clears throat> which is I found myself with some time on Saturday, and I read all this stuff about how there's going to be this exclusive Star Wars Episode Nine clip shown in Fortnite. Yes. I played Fortnite twice, and then I deleted it. So on Saturday, I re-downloaded it. I, and I watched the clip when this was announced at that like video game awards show. Mm-hmm. And the thing that got me inspired was, it was someone who works on Fortnite. It was like, Fortnite is is not going to be just a game. It's going to be this like metaverse thing where everything, it's just like a virtual space where things happen. And like, it's it's no more IP focused than TV is. It like Fortnite is just a medium. It, it's Second like, Life, but not for losers. Right. It's Second Life ten years later that takes off. Um, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. So with that frame, I now I'm excited to check this out. So I downloaded it and I followed the directions, and I found out later I was miraculously just got right into like the servers were apparently swamped. But I got right in, and at first it was like I was coming into it for the Star Wars experience, and it was very incongruous because for the first 30 minutes you're just playing Fortnite. Uh, And so I'm just getting wrecked. I'm just getting murdered over and over again, and I'm like, I don't really want to be playing this game. I'm just – I've actually – never even been on this map because they like changed the map like i just kind of want to poke around and everyone's like machine gunning me but then (laughs) i reached this like new zen moment where i was like it doesn't matter because i don't actually care 
then like this whole clip thing like experience starts where everyone's guns gets disabled and damage is turned off and uh but what was cool was at this point like you couldn't like kill anyone anymore and so people started building bleachers like cooperatively building these little grandstands around where the clip was going to be shown to better see the clip that's cool okay like we're all here we're having this like shared experience and we're we're not just like bopping around like oh look there's a little avatar like doing a thing with like we're affecting each other it's in a stupid way mm-hmm. but like not a, a pointless way like we all made our lives better by making it easier to see this clip because we like construct all these towers and stuff here that's pretty cool uh and the, the clip was actually pretty impressive and it wasn't just like a video screen out in space there was also like at some point all these star destroyers show up above you and it looks like they're about to invade the planet that was pretty effective but the idea of fortnite as the metaverse where like do we do you think that will because at at this point i was like so many people play fortnite especially younger people will it be the next minecraft where like that this is just like where creative kids do creative things online with their friends and even further will it just be the next facebook I already think it's the next Minecraft. Yeah, I think that's not a stretch. But then if it's the if it's the next Minecraft with an actual company behind it that really wants to make money, they should become the next Facebook. Like that's the move. Is you have all these people, you're can you imagine how much money exchanged hands for the Star Wars clip? I don't know. I don't I generally don't know which direction, but it exchanged hands in some direction and it was significant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Minecraft if uh Fortnite wanted it more than Star Wars or the other way around. But then you just like systematize that. That's crazy. Like that's I I love that question. I will say that. I love that <clears throat> question. Is I I don't I think we as like almost 30-year-olds, which is annoying to say, um yeah. cannot overestimate how much people are into Fortnite. Like, they're Fortnite toys at the store. Oh, yeah. Like, it's ubiquitous. Uh, but I, th- I don't think it becomes... I don't think it becomes Facebook until your aunt is in Fortnite. You know what I mean? Right. I think you can't just have young... Because then it's just Snapchat, and they use it for a while, and then they get bored, and then they move on to something else. I don't think it becomes as big as Facebook until everybody's on it. Could that happen? I don't know. It's a great question. Interesting. I feel like no, unless something about it changed dramatically. Because I don't think, like, playing a game like that is for everyone. Right. Which why I was upset that I kept getting murdered. But then when I right. saw, like, oh, if there was just, like, a mode... Like, I even saw this. There is a creative mode where you can just play with your friends on and, like, build stuff in Fortnite. I saw that as an option, which I didn't remember being there a year ago. Like... If you just had a server with your friends that you were it was like you were just building stuff in and things there were events that happened in there, you could watch the Oscars in Fortnite together and like Oh, another cool thing they did was uh they asked questions of the audience and you just went over, you took your little character and you stood on a pad and answered like, Oh, I think this clip is gonna be about a Jedi mind trick. 
Uh, but depending on which for like they don't have not everyone, not all the five million people playing Fortnite are in the same room, right? Mm-hmm. So there's some subset of people. Whichever subset of like whichever group whichever option got the most votes in your subset, that that's the clip you saw. Yeah. So like it was different depending on who was in there. And stuff like that where you could interactively with your friends watch something like the Oscars and like affect what you are as a group actually experiencing. There's no guns. Like that's not the point. The the point is that you're in this shared space building stuff. That stuff could be cool like gun turrets to defend your fortress or it could be just like an awesome structure that you keep around for a couple years and share with your friends. Yeah. I don't think they're there yet, but I, I saw the potential. I, uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see. Maybe one of my uh, my next decade uh, predictions will be that there will be a metaverse. And I, I think Facebook is the ones who they've been ta- they've been doing a very bad job talking about this. Because after I saw Fortnite, I was like, oh, this is what Facebook is so interested in VR for. Is this persistent? It's so sticky if you're in one of those environments where you feel like you and your friends own it and you have this agency over it and you've tricked it out and you've painted things and you've built stuff and you've like dug your giant hole in the ground minecraft style like it's your thing you're way more likely to go back when i'm thinking if i'm an advertiser than if it's just oh yeah you just go to facebook and this just this box and shit shows up in the box like i don't really feel like facebook is my facebook it just facebook is just like a pipe that things show up through but Something like Fortnite and Minecraft feels like I could have a lot more attachment to it, which is very attractive to advertisers. I, I love that you're talking about advertisers, Dan. This is great. You finally moved on to the dark side where you're finding <laughs> new, unique branding opportunities, brand extensions. I love it. Oh, Fortnite is dunking on these brand opportunities. Whew. They're making bank. No doubt about that. You can use uh, lightsabers in Fortnite now. What? Yeah. I think and like. Easy. The real question is, when are we going to have... Because we have done a Don't Panic Minecraft night. <laughs> when, when are the three of... I, the, I think the only time, the only time I would ever even consider getting into Fortnite is with you two clowns. Oh my god. I would I would consider doing that. Just Hold so me, I think about think? it. <laughs> Hold me, have that you look. ever played Minecraft before? <laughs> or uh, Fortnite? Uh, I did download it one time. I played like three games, and I was okay. like, "Okay, I get it. I'm done." <laughs> but you can do the dance, the dances. That's, that's what, like, that's what I mean. Like, what then? Your your vision sounds kind of interesting, and like, if it were like that, I might, I would definitely try. But like, I don't Col- know. Colby I don't wants more branding opportunities. Myself. Yeah, I want to be branded too. <laughs> branded right? app. That's, that's just my right. Brand at me. But <laughs> oh, what's this? Monster Energy is throwing a party in Fortnite. <laughs> Sign me up. It's exclusive. Yeah, it's exclusive. The first five million people get in. <laughs> uh, God, we yeah. live in a hellscape. I don't know. We're gonna have to keep an eye on this, and if it <laughs> and if, more as if the story the t- develops. Right. If the time seems right, we'll have to do it. Yeah, as soon as the fad is over, we're on it. That's the don't panic guarantee. Very cool. All right. Well, 
we've got a couple minutes here. We we only have two picks, which is perfectly acceptable. Um, Colby, what uh, what do you have here? Uh, a long time, not a long time ago. It's definitely been on my list of things for like a couple of months. But this this app, I don't know how I got it. I think it showed it must have been in one of the the app store like feature featurette things one time but it's like it's just a grocery list app um so you just put your you put your you know whatever your shopping list in it um it works as you'd expect so the first the first interesting feature is that it sorts your it sorts your list based on the order in which you checked things off the last time you had them on your list. So it sort of implicitly learns where it like kind of learns your route through the grocery store and where things are. So like I've used this, you know, a few times now. And so like my vegetables are at the top of the list because the vegetables are right by the door at my grocery store. And it progresses through like, uh, canned goods and crackers and crap like that, and then like the 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 meat section and dairy stuff is on my way out. So so every time things come in order and like, um, it remembers like if you you know put in like tomatoes, it remembers where where tomatoes are relative to the other things on the list. Kind of neat. I've been using it. Um, it has a bunch of other things like you can have different stores and like different lists and it, it uses like the reminders app as like the backing list. So, um, that's kind of novel, but I learned like a week ago that they also have recipes built in and their recipe thing is like, it's like a smidge janky, but in an endearing way and also you can just say like you have the recipe in there and you say just add all these items all the things i need for the recipe to my shopping list and it worked pretty well so yeah i'm a big fan Colby, i feel like you've been looking for a grocery app for the last decade yeah i tried to make one once i i, I think i was your user for a little while <laughs> exactly no it's good this is cool. It's like super solid. I'll give it a shot. I, I still write my grocery list with a pen and paper, and then I bring the pen to the market and I actually cross things out on the list in pen as I'm shopping. I feel like you mean an the Amish Apple person. pencil and the, the paper app? Like, what is this pen and paper that you speak of? No, ink. 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 Like from a squid. The, the, the Photoshop app? No. Oh, oh. boy. This, this guy. Millennials, right? <laughs> uh, no, this is cool. Let's check it out. It's called Grocery. Um, smart shopping list. The icon's a little lemon, so you don't get confused. I'm sure there are a hundred apps called grocery, so make sure you get the right one. Cool. Alrighty. Uh, then I will go on to my pick. I mentioned a few weeks ago that I picked up a new bag. I know we're a fan of bags here on the show. This is a wire cutter selection. They picked like 12 different bags, but this was the one I selected, the eBags Professional Slim Laptop Backpack. Look, I even brought a, uh, a show-and-tell item. There you go. There it is in reality. It's a it's uh, it's a bag. It's now it's very thin. I wanted a backpack, so it's got the straps. I've seen that one around in New York a lot. People really like that backpack. Yeah, I had a coworker mm. who just was gushing about how much he loved it. It's got, you know, your easy front access 
deep pocket there for when you're traveling, and it's got all the different pockets. Now, it's got that weird e-bags thing where the inside, they always do the orange inside, which I don't really love, but it's got all kinds of zippers and bullshit. So um, I've been using it for like a week or two now, and it's just a really solid bag. It's well-constructed, and the best part is um, they run sales on it all the time, but right now... They're actually uh, running a sale. You can get it for half off. I paid half price, 70 bucks for the bag, which I thought was a very reasonable price oh, for what you yeah. get. Uh, and it comes in, in four different colors. I've seen the, the gray, which is what I got. I've also seen the green in person, uh, the sage green, and it look, it's a really nice color as well. So we'll have the link nice. in the show notes. But if you're looking for just a solid backpack, throw your crap in it. I'm very happy with it so far. So the EPAP's professional slim laptop backpack. And uh, and that is that, guys. Unless you've got anything else, no, no, nope. no, sir. You good? I'll pick uh, in twenty. Well, no. Are we having a show next week? I guess we are. We will have another show before the end of the year. Okay. Oh, there. Yeah, there are two Mondays that, left. That's our commitment, and we will do yeah. our big year-end wrap-up, our decade wrap-up, year-end wrap-up. You're going to want to come back for that. And I will tease, uh, coming later this week on Up for Debate, we are doing our our own decade wrap-up episode, where we're going to share our favorite and least favorite things of the last decade. Ooh. And and would you like me to drop drop a little hint on there for you? I was just about to ask. Now, uh, Dan, I'll give you a choice. Do you want to hear one of my best things of the decade or one of my worst things of the decade? I feel worst. Okay. All right, all right, Colby. Oh, I got some good best ones, but you'll have to tune in the episode to hear them. Uh, one of my worst things of the last decade, I think it applies well to the show, entrepreneurship. <laughs> yep. Just as a whole. A- a- as a concept that has been pitched to the American people as the correct way to go about your life. Entrepreneurship okay. is not for everybody. Don't believe the hype. <laughs> For some reason, the the word entrepreneur ma- reminds me of manure. You and get like, it. That's what I think of every time. <laughs> that's the correct way to think. Yeah. Yeah. So um, hot, takes. hot takes, and just I can't keep it into myself. And one of my best things of the last decade: fast casual dining. <laughs> that's an oh, excellent yeah. choice. That is absolutely in the last 10 years, and it has absolutely made life better for the common man. So, yeah, that was like because when we graduated from high school 10 years ago, uh, that was like the the dawn of like Chipotle and Panera. Absolutely. And think of all it's become. Bad. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Mediocre. Bad for us. Maybe not bad. Panera uh, is so much worse than it used to be. Yeah, that's true. Every, But to be fair, Colby, everything in modern life is worse than it used to be. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Panera is just going with the flow. It's what you do. It's, it, honestly, it's the best uh, hospital cafeteria food you can get outside of a hospital. So take what you can get. Uh, it's going to be a very fun episode. You can check it out for debate.tv or wherever you get podcasts. Just search for cafeteria? I miss, bring back the old cafeteria. <laughs> that's what i miss bring it back i, I want nostalgia for that <laughs> no nobody no I-, I thought it was funny uh this show is don't panic.io you can go to our website uh get the audio and the video of all the shows as well as list of our picks 
and of course, you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Just search Don't Panic on Overcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, we're there. And of course, a video version on YouTube. But of course, you can reach out to us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and email don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. As we mentioned, we will be back with our year-end wrap-up episode in the coming weeks. But until then, on behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for another Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.